This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can we have everyone's attention, please? This will only take a moment and it will not be repeated. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. You're a big fan of uh, of Limp Biscuit, then, right? Of who? Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I guess I am. How many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. As I stand before you today, I see the greatest president in history. Of course he is. He was chosen by God. His hands are so small. And now... Well, everybody loves you. How do you feel about doing morning radio tomorrow? Really? Just me? Yes. We need somebody with the gift of gab, and that's you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 20th of March. Can you guys feel it? The, uh, the spring the, in the air? No. No. Oh, oh that, that's, that's close, though. I think that's tomorrow, right? Spring in the air. The excitement, the drama, the history. Can you feel it? Going on right now? Uh the 20th of no, March. I don't know what you mm. March Madness coming up? I don't know. The Major League Baseball season is underway oh. right now. Okay. Is it the regular season? It is. Oh. It's the dumbest thing that baseball really? has done in recent years. Wait, they're what? Trying, here's what's happening. They're tra- the Mariners and the A's are playing right now in a real game, the opening game of the season. Oh. That it's, counts. It's March 20th. Yes, that's correct. So, you know how uh, the NFL sends a couple of teams to London every year to try to expand the global popularity of that sport? Yes. yes. Well, Major League Baseball does that, too. They send them to Japan. Okay. Oh, where baseball is already the most... Nobody knows about baseball in Japan. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> baseball is obviously the most popular sport of all time in Japan, next to sumo. Okay. So, they decided to start doing this, except they don't do it... They do it like a week ahead of everybody else playing. So the A's and the Mariners are in Japan to play a game that's in the uh, bottom of the eighth right now. Seattle's up nine seven. Yeah, uh, a five, game. It's five thirty in the morning. And it's I know. The a game, a g- yes, exactly. Beca- because of the d- dumb time change, the game started at like two a.m. or something like that on the West Coast, where people who like and follow both of those teams live. Okay, mm-hmm. so they play two games there, and then they come back to America and play the weekend spring training games. And then baseball starts like it always has 
on Sunday night with a big game, and then the rest of everybody else starts on Monday. I mean, the only thing I can make sense of that is that football does that during the season. They have to travel to London, mm-hmm. right? But they have many fewer games, yeah. so yes, they and they do it of... during the season. Yeah, of yes. right. yeah, it would. Ne- you know how they've made such a huge production out of that big kickoff, that big Thursday night kickoff right. in the NFL, when everybody knows football is back. Let's right. tune in to watch the first game. Major League Baseball wants to make sure you don't know the season has begun. It's, it's a strange dumbest, choice. It's the dumbest thing you've ever heard? It's it's dumb. I mean, Allie, you're a baseball fan. Did you yeah. have any idea the season was underway? Zero. I'm still <laughs> That's not. That's so stupid. I'm still not sure it is. I don't know if you're telling the truth. Right? It's I, that I am, dumb. I, think he's I lying. am telling the truth. They've been doing this for like three years now. Is it, just... po- is it possible that they don't have time to travel during the season, though? Maybe that's why they do it before. Oh, of course they, <laughs> they do. They play 17 games a week, for God's sake. They don't, need, they they don't do. need a week to travel to Japan. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> far. Actually, they no, take their planes, Kevin. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying as far as, you know, the games before, the games after, I think you get no, put at a disadvantage. That's a reasonable question, but they certainly could pat. They could arrange a schedule where they had a couple of days on either side. You know what I mean? Right. To make that trip if they wanted to. But they've decided to do it in the middle of the night in Japan. That's what they've decided to do. Let's instead. do it the dumb way. All right. I right. love, though, that Kevin celebrated that you said that's a reasonable question. <laughs> well, it like, was. That, I mean, it, could it was a reasonable. No, but the fact that he was like, yeah, burn. <laughs> I was <Sick> reasonable. <laughs> so anyway, so baseball's back, you guys. And with a bang. Coming out of the gate strong. This is how you win over fans of a sport that seems to be dying. Hell of a defensive defensive battle. What's the score? Nine to seven. (laughs) Nine to seven. But it's the bottom of the eighth, so there's plenty of of room for more squares. Sure. Uh, Tomorrow's game uh, starts at 4.35 a.m. my time, so 2.35 your time. A little later. Okay. I'm going to tune in to watch that one. So there you go. Sure, I'm going to set my alarm for that. All right, I got a lot of things to talk about because this is my last day before uh, vacation. What? I'm, uh, I'm, yes, <gasps> we I, I finally have the gang back together. Are you going I, to Japan to watch a game? Right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am. He'll just, never he's just get ma- there in time. Mad because he missed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was next week. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. There is a cottage industry. Kevin, you won't have heard about this yet, but I think you'll be fascinated by it. There is a cottage industry around a woman named Elizabeth Holmes, who currently, by the way, is uh, awaiting a trial for what, Jensen? For fraud and... uh, I mean, basically all sorts of fraud, yeah. All sorts of business fraud, right. So she, uh, there's a a very popular uh, HBO uh, documentary that's out now called The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley that I had the opportunity to watch last night. There's a book out called Bad Blood that's a bestseller. Jensen, you've heard a podcast on Elizabeth? Yeah, there was a podcast called The Dropout uh, that's been going on, I think, for the past year that I've been maybe too obsessed with. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I would assume that's what the documentary is based on. Same stuff. Yes, exactly. Kevin, it is the cra- it's one of the craziest things you've ever heard in your life because you remember the you remember the uh, the financial crash of eleven years ago or whatever yes. it was. And there were a lot of reasons for it, but one of the reasons is the startups. You know, the startups, people were just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at them because they had a one, they had an elevator pitch and there was nothing behind it. Right. Right. You would think that they would have learned their lesson by that. So you've got this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, who is a Stanford dropout who claims to inv- have invented a way to revolutionize healthcare by taking. A fingerprint's worth of blood, mm-hmm. not out of the vein, but just a tiny fingerprint's worth of blood, and being able to drop that into a machine that would then test, run 200 different tests 
on your blood. And her idea, her vision, what she sold was, we're going to have one of these in every pharmacy, in every doctor's office, in every home in America if we want. And we'll all be able to make our own blood tests and catch cancer early. And it's just going to revolutionize everything. It's going to be cheap and it's going to be fast and it's going to work. By the way, that's a miracle if true. It's it's like it would be like sulk. It would be like one of the biggest moments that's in medical what I was history thinking. if it really pulled off. Like and sulk. also. One small thing to, to I follow deal. him on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing I would I would also note is she was 19 years old mm-hmm. yes. when this kind of um, attention around her started, yes. and everyone was like, "Guys, we want to introduce you to the new Steve Jobs." Right, yes. like wow. that was how she was introduced mm-hmm. in meetings. It was a, a fury around an entrepreneur that probably has never happened before. Everybody thought she was Steve Jobs, she was Bill Gates, she was Larry Ellison, she was all she was the Google guy, she was everybody. Okay. So yeah, and she dresses like Steve Jobs and she's <laughs> very weird and she never blinks. And there's just so much that we can't we don't have time she to go. Never the, best blinks. Part is, the best part is her voice. Yeah, she started well, to talk in a vocal fry, a deeper voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled a clip. Okay, great. I pulled a clip. Now I guess uh, and Donna knows more about this than I do. She was telling me that she taught herself to talk like this and talks like this 24 hours a day like she does not break Mm -hmm. why does she think that this is going to make her successful our goal is to be within five miles of every person's home (laughs) the walgreens nationally (laughs) our success will be in being able to make it possible so i hear that and i go she sounds like you're putting her through the voice changer so she can't be identified or somebody is making fun of somebody else that's stupid that's what you do for the stupid dog and then I said I'm here it's me Kevin Ryder <laughs> oh sorry sorry that was too much detail uh, there is there is oh, have to go through the process of being stabbed by a big needle to get blood anymore that's a young woman yeah. whose voice it is do you think she's fighting the um, concept that she's way too young to have all this attention? 100%. Yes, there's two things, and they talk about it in the podcast. One is that it is proven Mm-hmm. That women who have a deeper voice make 20% more than women who have a higher voice in business. You believe take it more them seriously. more because they sound more manly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then also she got drunk a few times and talked like this. <laughs> yeah, on tape. It's so, it's so fun to look at all of the different, but here's her real voice. And then you play it and you're like, oh, there's the lady. Yeah. She um, she got hundreds of millions of dollars wow. of investors, and from people like Warren Buffett, and from from all the big VC people, and she got people on her the board of her company like Henry Kissinger and uh, George Shultz, another former Secretary of State, and all these super high profile people. Her machine never worked. And she was just incredibly secretive about it and, and made everybody sign these crazy NDAs so that they wouldn't talk about it. It never worked, Kevin. She never invented she never had she, it. She put her name on the patent, and then the guy who was uh, who was supposed to testify in a trial about the patent killed himself instead. All right? And she never had anything to do with inventing it, but she's hailed as this great inventor. Who doesn't know anything about anything? The entire thing is, it's like the fire festival all over again. How does yeah. Warren Buffett or somebody like that invest in something and not say, show uh, me how it works? It goes further than that. Walgreens purchased machines from her and had them in like a hundred stores. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a machine that worked. They just, <laughs> wow. sent, they just sent a blood test, a normal blood test at Walgreens, set them all up in the stores, and it, it was a fake invention. Wow. 
it's just, it's crazy. She has not been sentenced yet. Like I said, she is awaiting trial along with her CEO. But it is definitely, uh, I'm not trying to bite on Jensen's get up on this, but it's definitely something you ought to know about and you ought to look into because it is one of the craziest stories. Like, you, you can't imagine this happened in the last three years. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like... People We're way are, too smart for that. People, yeah, people have been scammed Not too me, often. Not me, but people with money. <laughs> people have been scammed too way too often that. to fall for something like this. <laughs> and it's a tremendous lesson in white privilege, too, oh. by the way. Tremendous lesson. I mean, she's not even hot, by the way. Oh, but she's, oh but my don't, God. But she's think white. that has anything to do with what it. What I'm saying is she's young and she's white, and people will throw. <laughs> but look, let's all be honest. A, a brilliant black man couldn't get a meeting with these people. That that they that threw hundreds of millions of dollars at her, you especially know what I'm an saying? ugly one. Am I right? Right. Yes. You got to be yes, attractive, for God's sakes. <laughs> so anyway, Elizabeth Holmes is her name, and that's her creepy voice, and that's definitely something you got to know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Not today. We're going to talk about snowplow parents. Oh. These are parents that keep all obstacles out of the way from the kids so that they just have smooth sailing. Clearly in the news Yikes. right now, yeah. Luck out. And it never works. Uh, fast food report mm-hmm. on the program today. We're going to take another round of your favorite sound bites, which mm-hmm. yesterday w- went so well. We could have done all day. For sure. Shocked by that. But it's it's fantastic. We're going to do that in the 6 o'clock hour. We've got animal stories. Ah! I don't oh, like that I sound. It. We've got Thomas Lennon. Yeah! Oh, I love him so much. In studio, and we've got your tickets for Black Keys at the Forum and a chance to see them at Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. And Allie is here. It's time for a first look at what's happening here on the Wednesday morning. Hey, Allie. <laughs> Let's all try to talk like that. I would that love it. Here's, here's $100 million. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have that voice. Why uh, did we stop doing half speed, by the way? That was the best. That was super fun. Start hey, Allie, do your, do your first story in the Elizabeth Holmes voice, would you? Did you guys see the lineup for Woodstock 50? <laughs> I yeah, can't. It looks, it's it looks really good. Hand. That was genius. <laughs> fantastic. Let's all do it. I'm with Bean. All I right, was, guys. I was really impressed. That's a pretty That's a pretty bitchin' lineup, I guys. I see who's on it. It's Dead pretty Co- insane. Dead and Co., Chance the Rapper. Uh, why don't you let Allie do the story? She's trying to do the story. Seriously, I'm doing you? my man How voice so I'll be listened to finally, Jensen. <laughs> How dare you? I have a blood test that Damn only it. takes a small amount of your blood. <laughs> oh, you guys, this lineup is insane. It is, of course, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, hence Woodstock 50 Festival. It's going to take place August 16th through the 18th in Watkins Glen in upstate New York. Just uh, just some of the headliners. Jay-Z, Dead & Company, The Black Keys, Chance the Rapper, Miley Cyrus, Imagine Dragons, The Killers, Halsey. Uh, no big deal. Wow. Rock and Tours, Robert Plant, Run the Jewels. Brandy Carlisle, Cage the Elephant, Credit Flam Fleet, Portugal the Man, Dawes, Lumineers, Bishop Jeez, Briggs, wow. Young the Giant. That's a small sampling. This is a two-week festival? It's three days. Oh. It is indeed three days. And, of course, if you are nostalgic um, and you wanted a little bit of the 1969 festival, you've got Santana, John Fogarty from Credence Clearwater Revival, John Sebastian, David Crosby, Country Joe McDonald, and canned heat. So no one canned is Canned heat? Yeah. Going back to the country. <laughs> favorite lead singer ever. Oh, good times. <laughs> uh, so no no one age group, no one genre. It's essentially, do you like music? Find something in here, essentially. It is insane to me. 
this I'm lineup. A, I'm amazed that there are that many performers still alive who played the original Woodstock. Absolutely. That's a, that's I mean that's a that's a pretty good representation. Are there any double ups other than Grateful Dead, uh, Dead and Co members? Anyone else that was at the original? Well, yeah, yeah, you just read all Santana and Country oh, those Joe. people were yeah. there also. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I, just thought, yeah. I, I just thought they were old. Cage the I, elephant. What if I told you it like this? Oh, and I know they're at the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, for a second I was like, she's a woman. She doesn't right? know. And then when you did the deep voice, I was like, oh, a smart yeah. woman. That's a woman for you. <laughs> yeah, I thought you just meant these. It was for a different generation, but those no. people actually all performed. Yes. They played. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, it's I wish- cuckoo. It's Shanana is who I yes, wish performed at both. Right, because you know they were at the first one. That's Bowser. They Can were. you do it in the low voice though? <laughs> Which I should have, because that is Bowser. <laughs> right. I think Akon is this is this Woodstock Shanana. Okay. What is like, Akon? Someone of? years from now we won't believe played Woodstock fifties. Exactly. Yeah. It is odd that Akon. Uh, what's he been up to? At, Have we missed like a uh, lot of stuff that Akon's been up to? No, don't know. I uh, I went bowling with Akon for the opening of the LA Live <laughs> nope. bowling uh, thing. I had to do a live shot, so I was like, I'm bowling with Akon. That didn't. It was happen. very weird. It, it was on television. <laughs> um, yeah, it was bizarre. Anywho, so speaking of festivals, speaking of lineups, we've had this conversation with the lovely man that puts on Coachella, talking about where people are on the poster in the lineup is incredibly important. It's probably what they stress about the most. And the bands fight over it Because the most. it's what the musicians fight about mm-hmm. the most. Well, not if you're Janet Jackson. She will just change a festival poster. So this is this is really weird. So Glastonbury Festival was announced last week and the poster has the top line of the poster. It's the Killers, the Cure, Stormzy, Kylie, Janet Jackson. She's like, why am I at the end of the first row? Nope. She switched it. So she's the beginning. So it's Janet Jackson, the Killers, the Cure, Stormzy, Kylie. (laughs) It's still up on her Twitter, even after people were calling her out. Like, you changed the poster. What are you doing? What it? Like, you're still on the top row. Calm your tease. Or at least the one we saw at the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so funny to me how important that is. But, I don't know. I guess a lot of bands, like, if they're on the second line instead of third line, they right. can make more money getting booked going forward. I guess so. I I'm kind of in for it. But I'm, I'm kind of down. If you're Jane Jackson, you're like, yeah. that's where I deserve to be. That's yeah, where I'm putting myself. my flyer. I guess it is her flyer. Yeah. All right, you turned me around. There you go. Grats. <laughs> You turned me around, Shenzhen. Oh, jeez. Oh, for a second, I thought you were full of ass. <laughs> okay, good. Some birthdays for you. Spike Lee. Sting. Oscar winner Spike Lee. I think we should start referring to Oscar that. Oscar winner Spike Lee. Sting. But the wrestler. Ruby Rose and Holly Hunter. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How about a little animal stories, you guys? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. Great intro from our friend DJ Omar Khan, and it's interesting that he brought up the Pizza Rat because we all remember Pizza Rat was the sensation in New York last year. Well, there's a new star in town. Sorry, let me let MTV News finish that sentence for us. Sorry, Lady Gaga, but a new star has been born. A new viral sensation the internet is calling Metro Rat. 
in Manhattan sub. Have you guys heard about Metro Rat? I have not. No. Oh, you're gonna. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture you're in the New York City subway. You're at one of those machines, and you put your money in, and you're waiting to get your ticket or your change out. Okay. Right. The Manhattan subway rider who shot this video, Nicole Renucci says while she was using the ticketing machine, the rat dropped into the receipt and change slot. Nicole told Gothamist that she could see its tail dangling out of the slot. <laughs> what? Oh, There's no. a rat in oh, no. the receipt and change no. slot of the token, uh, the subway token machine. So she won't take her change. <laughs> or assume... a receipt. I don't want it. Keep <laughs> my change. It's a thief rat. I assume that the, I mean, uh, the rat owns it, man. 90, what is the, the thing about pos- uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law? I think that money is now the rat's money. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. All right, that's Metro Rat. This is one of the Wait, craziest. Wait, is he still in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he lives there. Yes. Oh, no. This is one of the craziest animal stories I have ever seen, except for every once in a while seeing a story about Mike Tyson racing pigeons. I didn't really know that that was a thing that people do that's big business. He was serious about it. He's very serious about it, yeah. Armando has just gone up for auction. He turned uh, five this year. He's actually retired from pigeon racing, Kevin, and now he's he's a stud. Just like you, just no. like championship resources, a this pigeon, pigeon is now a stud. He has already fathered a number of uh, chicks, and they uh, and the owners decided to put him up for auction. What do you suppose the best Belgian long distance racing pigeon of all time went for at auction? How much do you think somebody paid for this pigeon that no longer races, but you're basically just buying him for his sperm? It's hard to know without knowing, like, the purse size. Like, how much do they earn while they're racing? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't race anymore, but I guess we're hoping that he will father a future champion. Let's just take a wild stab. I would say $2,500. $2,500, by the way, is almost the exact amount that the usual price for a racing pigeon is. Oh, that's what? just a any willy nilly one. That's the usual one. price. Yeah, your average racing pigeon oh, is going to cost you around twenty five hundred. A stud's going to cost you twenty five grand. That's a great guess, Allie. He went for one point four million dollars. Oh, Are no. you kidding no me? Way. He went for one point <gasps> four million dollars. You are kidding. The auction house said we were hoping for somewhere between four and five hundred thousand. We only dreamed of six hundred thousand, but two bidders from China ended up in a bidding war, and it ended up at one point four million dollars. Apparently, Armando won his last three races, including the 2018 Ace Pigeon Championship oh, and that's the, my 20, favorite. That's the 2019 Pigeon Olympiad. Uh, the uh, president of the local Pigeon Fancying Association told the Belgian <laughs> broadcasters that he was the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Lewis Hamilton is a very famous British race car driver. Okay. Oh. The Lewis Hamilton of pigeons, he is known. Uh, although his racing days are behind us, he can carry on having chicks until he's around 10 years old. So they got five more years of stud uh, of stud fees that they can charge on this pigeon. Hmm. Is Insane. It, is it crazy, right? Insane. All right. We go to Noblesville, Indiana right now. A cow. There have been two cows in the news just this week who have escaped. There was one on the Brooklyn Parkway just yesterday. This one is in Indiana. He temporarily halted traffic in town just north of Indianapolis on Saturday, running away from police to a nearest safe spot. There's a lady who has a video of this. The cow crosses a busy highway from one side of the street to the other and then just hides out in what the cow considers a safe spot because it is a Chick-fil-A restaurant. (laughs) 
way. That's awesome. I mean, we've all seen the ads. Sounds like an ad, yeah. The Chick-fil-A cows about eating more chicken, so he just hung out there until the police came and were able to capture him and take him back. A man dressed as a unicorn and wielding a crowbar robbed a high convenience store. Highs is the convenience store in Baldwin, Maryland, according to the Baltimore County Police Department. Around 5.22 a.m., police responded to a robbery there. Uh, he stole money and cigarettes. He was, in, again, in a unicorn costume. <laughs> he fled the scene and soon crashed his car several miles away. Officers were able to find him and arrest him. See, this is why. I know this is animal service. Unicorns, I hate to break it to you. Not real. Not going to get away with that. Stop Nobody's going to believe you're actually a unicorn in the store. Don't be that guy. Don't be the Santa isn't real guy. I'm Again. just saying, if you're going to try to get away with it, be realistic. Go in there dressed like a giraffe or something, and people will be like, oh, okay. there's a giraffe coming in for cig- cigarettes. Good That's point. A good that, tip. Is, that is Yeah, helpful. show up as a unicorn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a giveaway. You think you couldn't see as a unicorn just <laughs> driving all over the place hitting stuff? <laughs> <laughs> a uh, Florida man called 911 after going to the bathroom and finding what swimming in his toilet. I'll tell you what, it wasn't a snake this time. Thank God. And it wasn't a rat this time. Yes. What was swimming in the Florida man's toilet that made him call 911? An elephant. An oh, elephant is was a great, an elephant. It was not an elephant. No, Shoot. it was a bright green iguana. Oh. Fort Lauderdale Battalion Chief Stephen Golan told the Miami Herald that the man just freaked out, didn't know what to do. So a firefighter came over, put on a sterile glove, just reached in and grabbed the iguana, took it outside and released it into the wild. Man says the uh, department gets all sorts of calls like that. Can you imagine working in Florida as a first responder? No, uh-uh. calls first you get? Uh-uh. anything. The uh, fire department tweeted out a picture of the iguana in the toilet. Said, "Imagine lifting the toilet lid and finding this." I don't think I would freak out about iguanas. I don't think that would be something that would scare me. But same, if you're talking about a snake, then I'm scared. That's right. a different thing, For iguana. Yeah. Uh, and finally, this is a crazy viral video. I wish there were more details about where this happened. The accents make me think that it may be Scotland or someplace near that part of the world. The guys are golfing. He hits his golf ball onto the green. And as he's walking toward the green to sh- shoot the ball, an eagle comes down and lands on the ball, lands on his golf ball. Majestic. And starts, and starts playing around, like like kicking it around like it's a soccer ball, all right? Are you sure the guy didn't make an eagle, which is an actual term for golfing? <laughs> That's a great point, but no, this okay. is, there's, it's on video. Okay. This eagle lands on the guy's golf ball, and he and his friend who he's golfing with are doing play-by-play as they watch the bird. Back this way, buddy. Chopping the hole. That's his third, your third shot. Chopping the hole. Chopping the hole. I wish I had a better zoom in the camera. So the eagle is still playing with the ball. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, in. It's in! Hold <laughs> <Bottom> on one! <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. He says thank you, the eagle, as it flies away. He got a hole in one on the shot. He picked it up and put it in the hole? Picked it up and dropped it in the hole. That's amazing. So he had an assist. I love that. (laughs) This has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's Kevin and Pete. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You drinking uh, hot chocolate there, Kevin? Uh, yes. That looks good. What? <laughs> That's good. It's good. It's weird. I wish you wouldn't use your sexy voice when saying that. <laughs> right? Say it looks good. We were talking about we couldn't remember what it is you get at Starbucks. Somehow it came up while you were on vacation, and we were trying to remember what that uh, twelve hundred calorie drink is. It was a double chocolatey chocolate. <laughs> there were cho- it had the word chocolate in it twice. <laughs> is there any coffee in it at all, or is it just a milkshake? No idea. It's off okay. the kids' menu. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's Starbucks, right? <laughs> Yesterday we did a thing, and uh, I'm going to just be honest and tell you that I didn't think so many of you would care. But we, we have fought Bean for oh. weeks on this. Yeah. Well, I wasn't into it, but I will tell you that you listeners amaze me with the attention to detail that you pay on play on the little sound bites that we play, little clips from movies and TV show or from. Uh, each other's or songs or whatever it is. You have favorites, it turns out. And we had so much fun doing it yesterday. We were so surprised by some of the answers that we're going to do it again today. So if you have a favorite soundbite, we are looking for you to call us at 1-800-520-1067. Time for the early listeners to get in on this. Now, Kevin, what do you have? You put together some sort of a synopsis of yesterday. Yeah, just sort of a compilation of a whole bunch of different calls from yesterday. If you've got a favorite Kevin Bean soundbite, something you've heard us play here on the show, you can call us. We'll play it for you. That sounds great. Let me know how that goes. I am Lemonade on Twitter. Ask for this one. Nobody asked you, Kevin! Oh, that's great. <laughs> Here's Brady's favorite. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, Allie, this is going to be on your your tombstone, I think. <gasps> Lady Gaga! Anthony in Compton. Good morning, Anthony. Hey, this is Ebola guy. Ebola. 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 Don't touch a friend. Don't touch him. No, he's dangerous. Alex, good morning. Favorite soundbite? The Hispanic-sounding guy that says, do we need all of that? <laughs> do, do, do we need all of that? <laughs> that guy was an eyewitness to a robbery in a convenience store. That came out of the news one day, but it has proven to be very helpful for us here on the show. Marcos in Cyprus, good morning. Uh, my favorite is I love hot Cheetos. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. I love you so So that was a couple of them yesterday. A lot of love for Hot Cheetos, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because these sound bites can come from anywhere. It drives my wife crazy because we cannot watch one minute of TV without me making a note on my phone that I need to pull a piece of audio. Um, shall we save the sure. other one? For, okay, so let me uh, let me read a couple of emails, then we'll go right to the phones at 1-800-520-1067. Because uh, we got so much reaction from this yesterday. Um, from, you know, people writing in who couldn't call or whatever. Omar says, one of my favorites is one that you play from uh, Grandpa Simpson. And it goes a little something like this. This is for Omar. It's not one that gets a lot of love, but I was really surprised. Uh, Here's Heather who writes in, I just love 
Lana Del Rey's Obviously. I hear it in my head all the time. It's my internal eye-rolling. Obviously. I mean, that is a classic, right? Uh, up next, we have uh, Paul, who says, uh, you guys have a great one about bringing the crazy extra hard. It always plays at perfect times. Wow, you're bringing the crazy extra hard today, huh? Uh, here is uh, Letty from L.A. This was a tough one. You guys play so many funny sound bites throughout the show. But one that stands out for me is when you're asking each other for a name in a story. And for some reason, you throw out, Hi, it's Kat. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you, Letty, for weighing in on that. Man, we heard so many from so many people on the Kevin Bean social media and everything yeah. throughout the day. Bean I, Bean, I don't mean to rub it in, but you've yes. been ta- we've been talking about it for seconds. The phone lines are filled again. Right. Again, just filled. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this at I all. Just... I was just a wet blanket. <laughs> I think this is a bad idea. No one ta- has a favorite soundbite. We have a time to squeeze in one call now, and then we'll take more uh, next. 1-800-520-1067. It is Jimmy in Huntington Beach. Good morning, Jimmy. Morning. What is your favorite soundbite? Giant size cans. Giant size cans. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the follow-up. These big cans are one-third larger. I mean, we got it all. We got you covered. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about your favorite sound bites. This is Pastor from Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your favorite sound bite? Fire beer mug. Fire beer mug. That is one? that the one? Is that the one you like? Yeah, that one. That one. That's the one. Fire beer mug. Listen oh, to I the get joy. A kick out of that one. <laughs> well, as much as we've said it, we haven't figured out a way to do it yet. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the call, Pastor. To my knowledge, this is one of the first times we've ever done this. We had a call in yesterday, mm-hmm. and there were so many calls. We're redoing it today. We're not replaying it, but we're redoing it live, and yep. we're taking your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven time we did this is you faked your own death i think we just had so many calls we had to do it again two days in a row that's true all right before we go right to your calls let's do a, a couple from social media and the email chai writes in my favorite is when bean tried to make a sound like a cat oh sure <laughs> uh here by is, the way that was not him being a cat that was him being sexy uh allegedly yes <laughs> yep a sexy uh, cat Garen from Diamond Bar, uh, heads up, Chip, I'm going to need some Doto here. He loves it when Doto prematurely says, call now anytime you're doing a contest. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. I love you. Uh, also, that is my favorite, so it's out there. That's a great one. Yeah. Also from the 909, the call best now. drop you guys... Yeah, the, nope, not yet. Call the best now. drop you guys... <laughs> The best drop you guys have is the Balls, Balls, Balls song. Every time you guys play it, I have to rewind the podcast and listen to it about eight more times to get my fill. That's from Bernie, Ontario. Balls, 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 balls. And one more before we go to the calls, and this is a deep cut. I don't even remember the last time we played it, but Vic writes in. Mine is... Yeah, I hope not, too. I mean, I that's... that's the last thing any of us want. You got to go way back in Kevin <laughs> Bean history to know who that is or why that's awesome. But he was so angry with us. He was. All right, let's go to Phil Covina up first line two on the Kevin and Bean Show. Phil, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What's your favorite soundbite, sir? Good morning, guys. Hey, I'd love to know the origin of this one. I think it was one of Bean's famous phone calls, but it's, You go to hell, you son of a bitch! You go to hell, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Kevin, do you remember? We got Not that a bit. Some, somebody that we were interviewing on the phone. Yeah, it was just a random cold call, though. It wasn't anyone that was expecting it. No. 
Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. That was he, a listener? No, it no. was a random person that we called to ask to mess with. Yeah, that, it was somebody in the news or something like that, or somebody at the site of where a story had happened, and we just wow. called, wanted to ask him a few questions. <laughs> yeah. You go to hell, you son of a bitch! <laughs> he was not, <laughs> he was not pleased with being interrupted at all. No, not happy. I miss Thank, old prank call laws. <laughs> Same. Thank you, sir, for the call. We appreciate that. Let's try, uh, let's go to Tanya, Costa Mesa. Up next, she is on line six. I believe she's uh, she's asking for one of Jensen's favorites. Oh, Hey, Tanya. Hey, guys. It was really hard to pick because I have a ton of favorites. Uh, <laughs> shout out for Giant Size Cam. <laughs> um, but I got a new favorite last night because I didn't know the origin of this one. But I was watching the Marie Kondo show, and she comes to the door, and she goes, Hello! Hello! <laughs> so I rewound it like 10 times just because I knew it was a sound bite. Hello. Finding it on your own is quite a magical right? moment. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of words. She's it adorable. It was, it was a proud moment for me. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Yeah, I appreciate the call very much. All right, we move on. Let's go to, um, um, where is it? Uh, uh, Cassie, please. Line 5, Redondo Beach. All right. Hey, Cassie. Hi, guys. Um, well, I had a couple of favorites, but one of them that I think it kind of sounds like Marge Simpson, where she goes, it's a trap. Uh, well, we have two versions of that. The original, of course, uh, Admiral Akbar from the Star Wars universe. It's a trap. And then we had a listener who called in who said the same thing, and I think this is the one we've ended up playing even more. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Great stuff. Thank you for the call. Let's try Katie, line one. She's in Silver Lake. Hey, Katie. Hey, um, so this is a new one that Dean just started playing, but the, the Who Cares song makes me laugh every time. I don't even, never stop playing it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he does it a lot during my What's Happening. Oh, Just well, so you know. Allie brings us a lot of boring stories. But here's the thing, Kevin. You were on vacation last week. Okay. And we debuted two new drops, uh, and I'll play one, and then Jensen has a new one for you as well that I think are both going to be in rotation. Here's, uh, here's the one that uh, Katie's calling about. <laughs> yes, <who cares? laughs> I like it. Dean, how did you how did you find that? Oh, I don't think that's important. I don't think we need to get into that. I am uh, it now, is so good. I am now fascinated with songs from the nineteen fifties that didn't make the top forty. That's Same. been my that's been my uh my off hours obsession lately. So I think that song peaked at like number ninety in nineteen fifty nine. We don't just, care about that. I just fell in love with it. How about that? All right, we got time for a couple more. Let's go to Burbank. Moses, line four, up next on the Kevin DeBean Show. Hey, Moses. Hey, Moses, what's up, hey, man? Hey, how's it going? Long-time listener. Thank you. Uh, one of my, this is an oldie but goodie, I think. It's um, the one that goes, how sweet is Mel Ass? How great is Mel Ass? It's not sweet, but it's great. It's pretty sweet, though. It is sweet. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that's a throwback for us. We appreciate it. Let's go to Nancy Line 7. She's in Norwalk. Favorite sound bites again this morning on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Nancy, what's going on? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so my favorite sound bite is the one where the DJ says, I quit this bitch. And Got it for you. Up. So if you're confused about what I'm saying, listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. By the way, that's, that's how right. I'm going out that's later right. this year. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say that every day. <laughs> that is going to be the last thing you hear from me on my end when I leave the show, by the way. <laughs> All right, a couple more. Um, how about Mel? He's on line five, and he's in Chino Hills, I want to say. Hey, Mel. Hey, guys. Hey, how about this oldie but goodie? Yes. 
Why don't you tell you, us? Excuse me, what are you talking about? Do <laughs> uh, you have that? Um, let's see. Oh, we're looking. What, 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 what are you even talking about nope. right now? No, no. not it. All mm-hmm. right. It's the, it's the Indian guy. And All I, right, I'm I looking here. I'm looking. Just, just hold on. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. No, that's not it either. Okay. No, on. no. Hold no, on now. Guy you called. Hang on. What are you talking about? All right, I imagine Bean's it. house is like the library in Ghostbusters, but just with all <laughs> clips and drops. What are you talking about? Nope. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. I got a lot of. I don't think that's about. it. All right. What you talking here, about, Wallace? India. All right. Why won't he stop talking? <laughs> I seriously don't know what either one of you are talking about. Okay, that's not it. Uh, nope, that's not it. No, I don't. That's think... exactly what I was talking about. All right, we trust you. We oh. believe you. We think it's a great soundbite. We just don't have it available at our fingertips at this moment. Let's, I'm sorry. Let's take one more because uh, Mike has a great suggestion. Mike, uh, in Michigan. Hello. Yep. I'm in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan there, Bean. Oh, hey, Mike. Great to talk to you, sir. How are you? Good, good. Um, I think that my favorite drop ever, and it I, it kills me every single time, are the Mr. Rogers drops. Yes. Oh, my God. Any and all of them. I get oh. all soapy. You know, soap suds all over me. And then my grandfather would take this hose go like this with me. He'd squirt all over me until the soap, you know, he'd rinse the suds off. Nope. So you were playing. Yeah, my grandfather and I did a lot of playing together. Mm. Some people call it a mouth organ. As you blow in there. What do you think might be in here? It has a long handle. Uh And most people would never expect to see such a big one. Oh, It surely is a big one. Okay. It's uh, furry and brown. Some people like to sleep with it. And there are many different kinds of them in the world. Mike, you want us to keep going? I'd like to play one. How about some make-believe about hose? (laughs) You have a special something that you take to bed with you? Does it help you to go to sleep when you hold your special something? Okay, I don't like this. Uh... <laughs> Mr. McFeely came over here last night and asked if he could do something fun for me. Oh, no. A kind of secret, he said. Oh. Okay, we're out of time, but... My neighbor had a little trouble with my zipper okay. there. Are we really... we got to go, though. Oh, look at all the colors on it. Oh, it is big. And you're going to go up in that? Okay, all right. Oh, Mike, we, we appreciate you calling. Oh. Ew. That really feels good. Okay, I need oh, a shower. Okay. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Jensen, you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the fast food report. KROQ 106.7 FM, through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves, brings you the fast food report. With your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Uh, (laughs) None of that makes sense. No. It's the star of the QSR. I'm back and ready to give you some brand new fast food at your favorite restaurants. And you tell me if you would eat it or beat it. Okay. All right. It's time for the first Little Caesars appearance on the Fast Food Report. And what a debut it is. Tomorrow, the pizza franchise welcomes back their $12 bacon-wrapped deep, deep dish pizza at Mm. select locations. You might be asking, what is the bacon-wrapped deep, deep, deep dish? 
deep, deep, deep dish, deep, deep <laughs> dish pizza. And and I'm going to tell you, it's an eight-corner deep dish pizza wrapped in over three and a half feet of whole strips of thick-cut crispy bacon, then topped with pepperoni and more pieces of smoky, crumpled, savory bacon. That's a Jew's nightmare, but that's not a concern to you, William. <laughs> so I ask you, eat it or beat it. Allie first. Oh, I'm going to eat it, eat it. Kevin? Um, I'm going to say something that may be controversial. Oh, may uh-oh. strike you guys as perhaps communist. Oh, no. Not a big fan of bacon. Uh, what? what? And so? For that reason, I'm out. Beat it. Bean? It's not Shark Tank. I know. <laughs> I'm not I have you to a, buy uh, Little Caesars. I have a very strict, almost 30-year no pig policy. Yep. So this, uh, I'm sorry, just has way too much pig on it for me. I'm going to also have to pass. Beat it. I think it's delivered to you by a pig. So. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Bean, uh, then I'm sh- back in. I shouldn't say this, but I'll, I'll take your hog. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> I accept. Uh, do any of you know what Easter Pascaboard is? No. Mm-mm. Well, this Easter really will involve the return of Christ because IKEA will be holding Easter Pascaboard. That's an all-you-can-eat Easter buffet on April 5th. Yes. At I- IKEA? IKEA. They may be known for hard-to-assemble furniture that truly only looks good in college dorms, but now at participating stores, the spread will include these Mm -hmm. items. Deviled eggs with shrimp or seaweed pearls, marinated salmon with mustard sauce, their signature meatballs, Swedish ham, red potato salad, desserts, and much, much more. To attend, you'll need to purchase a ticket at $16.99 per person. Wow! $4.99 for kids, 12 and under, and they will sell out. That's 100% for sure. So I ask you, while others are searching for painted eggs, will you pay Ikea to serve you Swedish delicacies? Eat it or beat it. Kevin first. Uh, beat it. Beat it. No way. Allie, will you go to Ikea to make to eat food? I can't beat it enough. Beat it. Beat, 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 beat it. Uh, Bean. I have heard that Ikea's food is way better than you expect it to be. The meatballs are great. They are. That's what I've heard. Yeah. They're kind of legendary, but, but, yeah. But will you eat things like deviled eggs with seaweed pearls there? Yeah, it's like the whole thing. Yes yeah. or no? I don't think I'm going to Ikea for the buffet, so I'm going to also <laughs> beat it. Would you rather go to a strip club for the buffet or Ikea? <laughs> Absolutely. The 2 o'clock special, you bet. All right. McDonald's in Australia and New Zealand are seasonally offering something that caught my eye this year, and I'm happy to feature it for you today. Say hello to Hot Cross Buns. Hot Ooh, cross buns. I'm intrigued. Part of their McCafe menu, the pop they're very popular during Easter. These are dessert breads that come in both fruit and chocolate chip varieties. Think of it as a cross between a muffin and a wheat biscuit. Okay. okay. It's also marked with an iced crossing on the top to symbolize the crucifixion. The crucifixion. <laughs> no, no, the no. Crucifying no. of Christ. No. Those are some pretty chill ass visuals for your pastries. <laughs> no. Uh, both versions can be toasted with butter upon request. These are limited and will only be available until they sell out. So I ask you now, with Jesus in your heart, <laughs> eat it or beat it. Uh, may I go first? Yes. I want to buy all of them, mm-hmm. eat all of them, so that none of you even get them. That's oh. how into this product I am. Wow. I, I am obsessed with baked goods. I've just discovered um, a soda bread this year, oh. and I can't oh, yeah. stop eating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all about this crossbow. So, so, so if Allie and I want to vote eat it, then we can't. It doesn't matter because it's all gone? Because I've, I've already eaten. I've, I've okay. bought out the whole place. Beat it. Beat it. That's for you guys. I was in uh, eat it. I was in eat it. Nope. I, I nope. too was in okay. eat it. Okay. beat it. All this right. week, the somewhat stubborn menu over at Chick-fil-A got an addition with the brand new Frosted Key Lime. 
The newest Frosted features a blend of vanilla soft serve, lemonade, and a natural sugar-free lime flavoring made from a blend of key limes, kefir limes, and Persian limes. They will be available through the end of May with a price tag of $3.25. We know Allie loves the key lime, Mm -hmm. but will you take it in Frosted form? I ask you, drink it or sink it, Allie, first. I'm going to drink it. Drink it. I'm going to drink the crap out of it. Drink it. Bean? I will drink it if it's offered from any other establishment but... Chick-fil-A, uh, but because they hate the gays, I boycott them. I tec- do not I do not eat there. Technically, that is a... Sink it. Yeah, All I right. so. Let's end with a gaudy dessert, shall we? Uh, Sonic Eat is- it. Uh, well, we'll give you a second. <laughs> oh, Sonic is bringing back a Chocoholics dream. Now, listen to this. The Double Stuff Oreo Waffle Cone. Available for a limited time. First introduced last year, the cold dessert features an Oreo chocolate cookie waffle cone <gasps> that is coated on the inside with Oreo cream, oh, then Lord. filled with vanilla ice cream, and finally topped off with a drizzle of Oreo cream and crumbled Oreo cookies. Can I go first? All right. Forget that. For, this is not even just a sweet tooth. This is an entire sweet mouth. Okay. I like your yeah. It's got a price tag of two forty nine, so you know the drill. Eat it or beat it, Kevin. All right, go for it. I'm going to eat all of it, so nobody else has a chance. Uh, then beat it. Beat it. And that's it. Come that's on. the fast food report. Thank you guys. Signing off for Carol Q one hundred six point seven FM. That was the fast food report with Jensen Carp. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile. We'll get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And now, breaking news bulletin. In the first Major League Baseball game of the year. Come on, Seattle Mariners beat the Oakland Athletics 9-7. It's a game that counts. It happened in Japan. Most teams don't play till this weekend, but this is the first game of the season. I'm here to tell you that the Seattle Mariners are undefeated. Yeah. And, Kevin, if the season ended today. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where Bean went. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh that's just, a shame oh, we didn't even because hear any didn't hear a click out. or anything. Right here. Yeah. What? Oh, no. oh, what? There he is. still here? Yeah, there hey. he is. Yeah, of course I'm here. Oh, I was sorry. talking about the, Some kind talking of about the baseball season began and the Mariners are undefeated. Uh-huh. And they're oh. the best team in baseball. Oh, no. He's gone again. Oh. Oh. I can't hear you, Bean. Speak up. It's weird I knew he was gone again before hearing yeah. that. <laughs> Bean, are you there? Are you there, Bean? baseball season. That's all. I'm here. This um, college uh, prep scandal has rocked the world. Yeah. Um, by the way, what kind of impact will this have on Felicity Huffman? Because of the kind of crime it is. She didn't kidnap a guy or beat up a guy or kill a guy. Because of the kind of crime it is. Will it, this impact her ability to get work? 
Yes. Yeah. I think there's it's white collar crime, isn't it? Yeah. Also, every time you have to answer these questions when you go out to do press for your new movie or your TV show, this is going to become a real nuisance to her if she doesn't end up going to jail. It's still going to affect her terribly. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think she's. I think she's too big to fail. Felicity, but they need to have some sort of answer to this because a lot of people didn't get into college because that part, you know, that spot was taken mm-hmm. right. by someone who cheated their way in. So it, yeah. it isn't a huge crime, like you said, kidnapping, robbery, murder. But at the same time, this affected people and their futures. People right? who probably had the grades to get in Absolutely. and would have been accepted. And worked yeah. their whole and, lives and, and to get in. And some of these in. people are suing the colleges because mm-hmm. of that. Because yeah. the, the obviously the admission practices were unfair. Well, the reason we bring all this up is there is a, a fascinating article in the New York Times that kind of grew out of this. And I guess the term is at least new to me about snowplow parents. Mm-hmm. We've heard about helicopter parents that are always nearby. They're always there to kind of as a backstop for their kids. Mm-hmm. And that's one That's one kind of parental uh, approach, I guess. And those kids suck. The <laughs> snowplow parents, <laughs> yes. their kids suck even more. Yeah. Because the best way to describe it is, the point is, this is what, this is what psychiatrists say, you're supposed to prepare your kid for the road. In other words, Teach the kid how to navigate through the world's ups and downs mm-hmm. on their own. By experiencing be, the downs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, especially the downs. Have them have them experience uh, obstacles in their life so that you can show them that you learn from those, you grow from those, you bounce back from those, you move on from those. Instead of making sure that they never encounter any bumps in the road. So what these, these snowplow parents are doing, they're preparing the road for the kid. And I guess some of the examples that are coming out now, and it's... I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but it is shocking to me how involved some parents are in their kids' lives, even when they go away to college, mm-hmm. to the point where the parents are calling to wake them up in the morning, oh. for instance. What? That, that type. Of, like, literally, your mom is calling to tell you to wake up. That just is like pathetic. She, just like she probably did in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. She woke you up every day in high school, and she still does. What was the story, Jensen? You saw the article about the lady who, uh, the, the, who had shielded her kid from sauces his whole life? Yeah, basically, this, this girl goes off to college. Her mom, her whole life made sure, I'm sure she didn't like sauces, which, by the way, you should be jailed because sauce is the best. Uh, but her Plus, whole, there's a thousand different kinds. I know. Her mom, I guess, avoided, you know, helped her avoid sauces. And so she called the cafeteria in advance and would try to figure out what's going to be on the food so that she could tell her daughter what to eat at the cafeteria. That's unbelievable. And it became such a problem for the daughter, she dropped out of college. Because they used sauces? They didn't have because the right sauces. She couldn't avoid sauce. Mm-hmm. There's so much sauce, you guys. So right. much sauce. I mean, you, you can't really blame her. <laughs> so the topic that we're, we're delving into here this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show, I guess, is we're looking for stories that you have encountered in your life where you have seen this. You have seen parents who are going way too far to make things easy for the kids to the point where the kids don't know how to fend for themselves at all. Yeah, there's other stories of parents calling college professors to argue over kids' grades. Yeah. There's stories about parents calling, like, boyfriends or girlfriends to work out problems for their kid. And by the way, I say kid, it's an adult. They're over 18. Yeah. This is very creepy. I felt bad just bringing home, like, laundry. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. You felt bad because you were raised properly. Well, still, I mean, this, sh- it goes beyond with these people. Well, I had a, uh, a roommate in college who mm-hmm. came from the, I want to say it was the third richest family in Thailand. Oh. And every Monday, he would get an envelope with $5,000 cash. No. <laughs> Each week. 
That's the best roommate to have. Though. I don't know exactly, and I don't know exactly how you go through five thousand dollars in a week. But then you but would get another you five. You certainly helped him try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they would pay for a maid to c- come clean our suite three times a week. Unbelievable! Yes. On top of the five thousand dollars a week. Wow. So I love that, and I'm yeah, in favor of these parents. About here? I'm not mad at all. <laughs> now I'm mad I didn't know snowplow parents. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. All right, so we're going to take your calls, 1-800-520-1067. If you were the parent, if you were the kid, if you were a friend of the kid. If you know of them. Know I mean, of, we need to oh, know I, what's going on. I yes. guarantee there are people who knew people in their dorm. Oh, yeah. Who sure. had this kind of situation where the parents were always around and did not, they refused to let the kid grow up, essentially, is what it is. They want to treat them like they're five for the rest of their lives. Yeah, let them not wake up one day for class. And trust me, they'll get, they'll get up the next time. And right. what college student isn't arranging their classes around the TV shows they like? Right. Why are you waking up so early, losers? <laughs> <laughs> so 1-800-520-1067. You weigh in on the snowplow parents. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Don in Orange. Good morning, Don. Hold, hold on a second. Really? <laughs> what did I say? Really? Don on the phone. Don's on the phone. This is a big day. Hi, Don. (laughs) We finally got Don. We finally got Don. We've been waiting for Don to be on the phone. (laughs) All right. So we're talking about snowplow parents, a term that is new to me, but it's parents who just go above and beyond to do things for their kids so they never face any obstacles. You have some experience with this, it sounds like. Yes. Well, actually, here we call them lawnmower parents because we don't have snow. So I've actually, I've actually uh, posted a couple of articles about this already on my Facebook because I'm a parent and I'm also a high school teacher, uh-huh. and I've been dealing with this for uh, for several years. I mean, I've had kids that can't carry their backpacks. I've had their parents will walk in their classroom, put their stuff down. I mean, what? it's kind of ridiculous. Yes. Oof. So. As a parent, as a as a teacher, I have parents emailing me about taking a test, and I'm I'm constantly saying to them, "It's the journey. Please let them fail, and so they can learn from this." It is very difficult to tell parents that, though. Oh, yeah. um, so I've been I've been dealing with this for for several years. Now, yeah. Let me ask you this, if you don't mind, Don. Is the reason the parents are so hyped up on this is because they they think it's so important for their kid to have the right grades to get into the right school. They're just kind of planning their whole future for them, and they want to make sure that they don't end up with any dings on their record as they go forward. Absolutely. Because, honestly, I just went through this with my, uh, with my son. He's a freshman in college right now. And I had to go through all of this last year. And I have a daughter who's going to be a junior. She's very competitive in school. And it is. The uh, application process in colleges are ridiculously competitive. And honestly, these kids do not have the um, mental capacity to deal with as much anxiety that they have. It's re- I mean, kids that are getting 5.0s, 5.0s, that means they have AP classes, they have honors classes, they're getting straight A's. Right. And some of these kids are not getting into certain colleges. So, yes, it's highly wow. competitive. We're talking about and USC it, here, it, though, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Lori Lachlan's kids get that space because they, run, they well, run crew. Exactly. Well, if you think about it, my, my son was very competitive. He had a 4.0. He had so many activities. He volunteered. He did all of these things. He still didn't get into like UCLA and I mean he didn't apply for USC because I'm like okay we can't afford USC (laughs) but um, 
he couldn't afford, he couldn't get into like Berkeley and UCLA. And I'm like, what do you have to do? Well, you know? we now he, know. He, yeah, we yeah, now he know. only had a 4.0. So, you know. I mean, have your kid right? try a little harder. I mean, Be come ridiculous. on. Yeah. All right. Great <laughs> I mean, conversation, so. Don. We really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you calling. Listen to this, by the way, Colleen from the 562. I work at a high school. We had parents calling last year asking us to keep their kids inside during the eclipse because they were afraid the kids would go out and stare at the sun. Those are stupid kids. <laughs> Let those kids go out and stare at the sun. That's what I'm saying. We'll take your calls next time. Talking about those snowplow parents, they want to make sure there are no bumps in the road for their precious little boys and girls. Even when they grow into adulthood, uh, Bertha writes in, I work at a pharmacy and we have parents calling in their daughter's birth control. <sighs> parents are taking care of that. Uh, the kids also have no idea what a copay is. So apparently they're not learning the essential life lessons on how to navigate in the world. When did it become uncool to let your kid sort of suffer and learn? When uh, did that... The 90s. Really? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. All right. Hmm. Taking your calls at one 800 Let's start with Bob. He's on line six. He joins us from Los Angeles. Bob, we thank you for listening and for calling. What's going on, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, I can't say which one I work for, but uh, I work in law enforcement and a lot of the new recruits coming through. Uh, We have, once they graduate academy, we have parents still packing their lunches for them with juice boxes. (gasps) No. No. No, Come on. Those people are protecting me. Hold on, Bob. You said juice boxes. (laughs) Yes. What? Also have, not only that, we also have parents trying to, to call in sick for the kids. <gasps> no, Don't sir. Don't call them kids. They're supposed to be with guns and stuff. What? Bob. So you're a grown-ass adult who has gone through the police academy and is now protecting and serving the community, and your dad is calling in to, because you're sick. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. No. terrified. Thanks, I'm calling Bob. the cops on them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call. We really appreciate it. Let's try uh, Lola on line seven, please. West Hollywood. Hey, Lola. Popo's out, guys. And to you as well. What can can we help you with? I used to be a personal assistant for a celebrity family out here in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and I had the pleasure of overnighting liquid laundry detergent to their daughter at school in New York. Oh well, gosh. everyone knows there's no laundry detergent. You in can't buy it. Yeah, there's yeah. no yeah. shortage. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh. did you look at the your employers like what? Really? You know, by that point, I was kind of broken down, and I didn't realize how far I got until I like told a friend about it, and they're like, "You did what?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other examples of coddling? Because I expect you saw more than that. Um, there's so many stories, um, pants stolen from her mom and I had to go to try to find her at school. Um, yeah, parties thrown at the house and it was all okay. Yeah. Wow. It, was, it was a lot. Who was your favorite? Yeah. Cam or Courtney? okay thank you for the call 1-800-520-1067 all right let's try uh let's go to sam and uh, la puente let's uh make this a family affair with sam welcome to the show what's going on what's going on guys bean we're gonna miss you and uh (laughs) (laughs) why do we love that guy so much every time Francisco is on line five. He's in Camarillo, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Well, good morning, guys. Hey, close your door. In an elevator? Or what, what's, what's the beeping? Good, good morning, guys. Hi. Long time listener, first time caller since 1997. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, what do you want to weigh in on snowplow parents? So, um, I, my sister and I teach at 
different uh, high schools. And my sister's in uh, another state. I won't say which one. And then I'm here in Southern California. It's nine day as far as um, affluent and um, uh, income. So I teach at a high school where um, South Oxford, where it's uh, high high minority, low income. Kids do their homework, uh, or kids don't do their homework. But my sister would tell me stories of how, uh, you know, she teaches high school. She where the parents do the homework. And I'll give you an example. My sister told me in a, uh, of a time where she was at a swim meet because my niece used to swim competitively in high school. So she ran into a parent, and the parent took out the textbooks and notebooks, and she started doing math homework. And my sister said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my daughter's math homework. Right there at the and swim meet. Yeah. Like, and my sister yeah, at the swim meet. Just, what? And my sister was like, why are you doing that? Oh, because my daughter has cello practice after the swim meet, and my, my daughter won't have time to do her homework. Well, I can tell you, like, I can tell you for sure. Kevin never did any of his daughter's math homework when they were hey, in high school. After second grade, I was out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the new math. <laughs> don't uh, don't do that. I think is what we're saying. Correct, Thank you, Francisco, for the call. Let's do uh, one more. Let's make it. Um, 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 is it? I'm sorry, I lost it. I lost the one I was looking for. Okay, uh, all right. It's possible. Let's make it Mike. Let's make it like Mike Lane one. Just just do one more real fast. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. I was talking about my neighbor's son. He's 26 years old, and just last month he went through three jobs. And I, we're pretty close friends with our neighbor, and we, asked, you know, me and my wife were asking her, well, "What's going on?" And she is basically uh, standing up for him, stating that they don't appreciate his work ethic. And I'm thinking to myself, "You mean the lack of work ethic?" And she, they pay for his car insurance, they pay for his car payment, and then every Friday he gets a couple hundred dollars from from his mom to do well, whatever. I wouldn't have he a work ethic either yeah. if my parents were paying for everything and I'm twenty six years old. Stop being a hater, Mike. Let the man let the man <laughs> mooch. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. What a thrill this is to welcome back to the Kevin Bean Studios, writer, comedian, actor, our friend Thomas Lennon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good morning, guys. This is my twentieth year on the Kevin and Bean Show. Twentieth. That's wow. I counted on the drive over. It seems like twenty years. Seems that's like, very, seems yeah. like no, it's very possible. Yeah. Very possible. Um, when you say you just woke up, rolled mm-hmm. out of bed, came to the show, uh, how long ago were you actually sound asleep? I got up. No, I got up at six thirty. Okay. That's yeah, right. I got up a little while ago. I got up. I pet the dogs. Did that kind of stuff. Is that code? Yelled at the boy. Yeah. Is that code? This is all that code. Is all, <laughs> is all, all code. code. <laughs> this is all code for weed stuff. <laughs> yelling at the boy sounds like masturbation. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yelling at the boy is like that CBD where you mix it with, yeah, it's all. <laughs> what, all, a, all code. Uh, what a remarkable career you have. And you are all over the place. And it seems like you have fun doing all of your various jobs that you do. Like you're living your best life, Tom. It, it would, must seem like that from the outside, right? Right. Yeah. So why doesn't it? feel like it. <laughs> is it all a tremendous that. amount of work what you're doing it is but it's also you know i think at some point uh, and it takes a while in you know in writing and acting and all these things that i wanted to do when i was young which you know it, the, the easy way to become an overnight success is just work at it for about 30 years mm-hmm. and then boom overnight success 30-ish <laughs> years in right <laughs> but i think the big thing that i learned with is diversify a little bit you know, okay. you've got to stay interested in different stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
like when I do some acting stuff and then I, I have to write some stuff because acting will break your heart a lot of the time writing yeah. will break your heart sometimes but if you can mix it up they can all break your heart at different <laughs> oh, times that's beautiful yeah. Yeah. and that's the way to live <laughs> yeah you can get disappointed by everything you love <laughs> at some Every different day so, some disappointment <laughs> yes yeah, you just can't mix it up so it's not always the same kinds of disappointment but I can't I imagine <laughs> and maybe I have no understanding of the real world of an actor but you're a guy who is famous enough and familiar enough and popular enough that I would imagine you could get cast in most of the things that you're interested in. That's no? ab- uh, Bean. That's really sweet that you say that. But uh, not true. I'm in that interesting level of actor where, like, people will stop me at the airport and take pictures with me for a little while, and then say, "We love you, Jason Sudeikis." <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what? It feels good either way. You just go. Yeah, thank you. I'm just yeah, happy to be there. Thank I'm you, part. Sure. Of, yeah. I'm part of the. <laughs> What do people ask you about the most? Uh, the two big Reno ones. Reno nine one one. Reno 911's the yeah. big one. I get a lot of new boot goofing. Right. Which mm-hmm. is uh, I go new boot goofing. I'm new boot goofing. <laughs> it's a popular meme. Right. Uh, and then the other one, the big one, is from I Love You Man. I have that scene with Paul Rudd where we kiss for a long time and the uh, luck and, uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Best life. Uh, uh, where they say. Um, you're a whore, Peter, which is my line from I Love You, Man. So I Love You, Man and Reno are the big ones, probably. Yeah. No Balls of Fury love? Right. Little, I don't get a lot of Balls of Fury love. And the other big one balls is... Balls of Fury is amazing. Thank you very much. Very underrated. Uh, <laughs> what, the other the big one is it. I was Joey's hand twin on Friends. Oh, that's right. That? Joey what? Goes to, Wait, what? <laughs> Joey yeah. goes to Vegas, and he meets a blackjack dealer who has matching hands. Right. And he sings, this hand is your hand. This hand is my hand. And then we do like a little, he wants to do, make some money with it, like with a show. Right. That's my other biggest credit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he's telling you. No, he is. Oh. This is real. Now, the thing you learn about me is I don't lie about stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Joey's People saying. on the street okay. go, I love the thing about the hands. Joey Saint Twin. Hey, Sudeikis. Sudeikis. That is amazing. Uh, we just learned something new about Thomas Lennon. Okay, so last time we had you in, we talked a, a lot about the the screenwriting. It may have sure. been you may actually we last had you in for the Odd Couple. Before that, right. I think you were talking the about you know, how book? to make a how to make a right. billion dollars. Yeah, and we were so fascinated with the writing. So you've been writing all these movies for mm-hmm. so long, and then you said, "Hey, not enough. Going to write a novel." Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing about when you write movies, which has been a great fun lifestyle. We wrote Night at the Museum and some movies like that, and then also movies that people hated. Uh, <laughs> but you're not uh, don't you mention. disparage Herbie Fully Herbie Loaded, fully loaded. Thank I you, stand Bing. by that movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the last truly golden era Lindsay Lohan film. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you write the movies, there's a lot of different voices in the mix, and you everything that gets through gets vetted by tons and tons of people. Yeah, it feels like it's yeah. by committee. By the time it gets done, it's barely what you wrote. Big, big studio movies are usually... There's a lot of people involved in, yeah. in everything that happens. Um, so I thought, you know, boy, if you write a novel, you could really just get your voice through and not change really hardly anything. And the money's like one one-hundredth as much, so why oh, not... Yes. Yes. That's yeah. always good. That's so, the best reason to do it. <laughs> so I could make one one-hundredth the money uh-huh. and not uh, change anything. So, no, that's when I got into the... I thought... You know, I'd, I'd always loved things like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I loved... I can't, I'm can't. i not, a, like, a heavy reader. 
Right. I'm same. a light. I'm a light reader. I like. Mm-hmm. I like. Well, light, reading funny is for stuff. losers, Tom. That's yeah, the policy. Exactly. Right. <laughs> R I L. Those posters that you see everywhere. Reading <laughs> is riffle. Yeah. Reading <laughs> is for losers. Uh, so, but now you have a whole new audience of 14 year olds. So you've got that going for you. It's been fun. It's been fun. The book is sort of like a 10 to 14 year old, but it's also a book. It's called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. Uh, it's about a young police officer in Ireland who gets. It's very simple. He gets recruited to the Leprechaun Division. Sure. Yeah. That old trope. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. That how do you how do you begin that process of I'm going to write a book and it's about you know what it was I was in Ireland and I was in this old castle and the guy that owned the castle was giving me one of these real boring tours. He was real proud of the castle. Right. And I basically wanted to like have a glass of wine and take a nap. <laughs> right. But I'd rented this castle from the guy. Uh, it's not as amazing as you're thinking it is, but okay. it's basically it sounds ca- great. Castles on Ireland are like basically look like an old grain silo, okay, with a couple <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did it have a moat? It has no moat. No it had a fake uh, wall door that went into a secret it hidden has no room. No fake, no How young Frankenstein stuff. How has he made I rented a castle something I feel bad about now? <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Well, here's what happened. I said on the radio I rented a castle, and then I immediately felt like a real a-hole. Okay. <laughs> and I tried to backpedal and make sure that you knew that you this is well. not that nice it of a castle. castle. You okay. did it well. This is a very reasonable castle that you can get on VRBO yeah, or Airbnb. Like you, rented a a do- you rented a dorm room. I got a, I got a, it's, yeah. a it's a studio yeah. Castle, oh. and the way I'm going to try again. How did you come up <laughs> when you started writing the book? You said I'm going to make it about. Uh, I looked and so we, I looked at the wall, and, I, and I'd never seen a, what a real Irish shillelagh is, which is like one of those clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought a shillelagh was like a, a little, like a little tiny little cane for the leprechaun, but it was this huge, like cudgel that you could basically stop a car with it yeah. if you swung it at a car. And I was like, well, that's neat. That's an old Irish shillelagh. And I thought, what if there was like a uh, a police force that had to carry these as their like main weapon. Like yeah. that's the taser of this police force. <laughs> and then I started thinking about leprechauns. And, and when I was thinking about leprechauns, when I was a kid, stories about leprechauns weren't that they like put candy in your shoes. They were like they will swap a baby out for a yeah. A they're log. evil. They're nasty yeah. little creatures. Mm-hmm. So in the book, leprechauns are absolutely horrible. Um, they they'll <laughs> empty out your wine cellar. They'll swap your baby for a log. They'll, if they give you anything nice, it's a trick. Right. Like they'll give you a butter churn that makes butter forever, but you can't stop it, so you end up drowning in butter. <laughs> you know, which is like great for your skin, but bad for everything else. So don't so, trust leopards. Don't trust them. They're mm-hmm. horrible, and that's that's what it's about. So it's about the day to day. It's about a young guy named Ronan Boyle who's uh, just working day to day crime cases of leprechauns, unicorns. Furacan, stuff like that. Yeah, Tom, you are super Irish, right? I did the Twenty Three and Me. Have you guys done the Twenty Three and Me mm-hmm. or one of these things yet? So I did the Twenty Three and Me, and I came back like ninety uh, percent Irish, and then a tiny bit of um, like Northern Scandinavian stuff. Yeah, right. But so I was Irish. all yeah, I was one hundred percent Irish, basically. Irish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and leprechauns and unicorns do not get along. In my in the book, uh, you you learn that uh, the horn that a unicorn has is mostly for killing leprechauns. Oh, yeah, wow. that's basically wow. why they have it. Took a real turn. They really don't. <laughs> Sounds get along. like a great oh. story for a ten to fourteen year old. <laughs> it absolutely yeah. is. I mean, for you know, for weird ten to fourteen year olds. You um. Are you already thinking this has to be a movie and I have to write the screenplay? Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, I wrote the book to kind of like take a brief respite from writing movies, which I've told you can make you crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the as soon as the book comes out, everybody's like, get back in that movie right to the second. I'm like, oh, well, maybe we Leprechaun will. Leprechaun said that? Yeah. A leprechaun said that to me. <laughs> and then he bit me on the knee. <laughs> 
I'd had a couple drinks. So it was either a leprechaun or carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> but some Someone. ginger, some jacked little ginger <laughs> bit me on the knee. <laughs> The, uh, yeah. the book is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridges of, excuse me, The Bridge of mm-hmm. Riddles, and it is available everywhere where books are sold. Thomas Lennon is our guest. We are delighted to have him. Quick break. More with him right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just got a text in. I'm reading this uh, live as it uh, shows up on my screen from the 909. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to buy this book and scare the crap out of my 11-year-old. Yay. (laughs) Somehow the holiday madness has made trapping leprechauns the day before St. Patty's Day a thing that you do. And I've explained year after year. It's a super bad, like, to catch one. Now I have proof. Thanks, Thomas. So there you go. We just sold a book for you. Release. If you catch leprechauns, release them. Just release them. Oh, is that right? It's inhumane to keep them. Okay. If you're you're going to tip. If you eat all of them, Uh I feel like it's, it's the only way that's okay. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm telling like, you now. I'm so telling either you. eat them all either, or you, release them. Or really, either eat every part of them or release them. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, it's not humane. It's if, if you were on the fence about buying it, let me just tell you the two positive reviews on the back of the book, Weird Al Yankovic and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Right? So, but they're in, they're close friends of yours. They're in your oh, pocket. Yeah. They would the write. Way, you probably write. You probably wrote their blurbs. God, no, no, they wrote them. But I'll tell you right now, when you want when you want blurbs for your book, you go straight to the comedy mafia. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. You go. This is why you have. This is why the comedy mafia exists. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, this, like this. this is the voice of our friend Thomas Lennon. The book we're referring to is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. It is available wherever books are sold. How far back do you go with Patton and with Weird Al? You know, uh, so Patton I've known um, since I first got to Los Angeles and started doing comedy. And I was like, who is this guy? He's just a genius, obviously, which has been proven over and over I again agree. for years. For Weird Al, um, just before you answer, sure. I just want to tell you, Weird Al is Bean's favorite human being on the planet. Well, there's a very good reason for that, because he might be Earth's finest example of a person. <laughs> so yeah. so I, was, uh, I was standing at this, when Weird Al got a star on the Walk of Fame last year, I gave, the speeches were me and Dr. Demento. Nice. Which felt, I know, I was a little, like, choked up about that. But, um, so one day about 12 years ago, I was standing in Staples Office Supplies on Wilcox, the one up there on, in sure. Hollywood, yeah. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning, they just opened, and I was out of printer toner, <laughs> Were you wearing pants? I've got the Lieutenant Dangle mustache and the highlights. <laughs> so I look I look genuinely, uh, speaking of weird. Sure. Uh, and standing next to me is this guy with amazing curly hair. It could only be Kenny G or, or Weird Al. <laughs> That's there's only, it. There's two guys in the, in the, in the world. And I turn and I, I see him and I say... Uh, Hey, are you Weird Al Yankovic? And he says, Yes, I am. Are you Lieutenant Dangle? I said, Yes, I am. I said, Should we just decide to be best friends for life? <laughs> Amazing. And he said, Great. And we shook on it, and it seemed like a joke. But then, twelve years later, we've basically become best friends for life. So Aww, yeah, that's fantastic. He's a, yeah, he's that kind of guy. He's, he's the best. He's, he's the best. Who do you yeah. think would win in a fight mm-hmm. between Pat Oswald and Weird Al? Ooh, oh, good, good this question. is this is a terrible. Because I think fight. Weird, I think Weird uh, Al, it is a terrible fight. I think Al's Weird Al both lose. Yeah. Weird Al is very athletic, but I yeah. feel like Patton can really bring a lot yeah, of passion. Scrappy. He's scrappy, scrappy and he's yeah. got a, he's got a good uh, center of gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I don't want to. This one's too close to call. I think it's a horrible grudge match that yeah. drags on Throw for a long time. Throw in a leprechaun, <laughs> then what? Yeah, all, well, the leprechaun, obviously, because they're yeah. pure evil. <laughs> um, Thomas Lennon, mm-hmm. you told a story recently. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I saw it, but I was fascinated by it, mm-hmm. and it involved a hypnotist in Vancouver. Yeah, I, uh, well, I used to, when I first met you guys, I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Um, which was a terrible habit and something mm-hmm. you should not do. Dirty so, and filthy, kids. Filthy, don't do so it. gross. Don't do it. Um, so I smoked for a long time, and then I, I finally... So I was up in Canada, and I had secretly started smoking again. Anybody who once smoked knows what secret smoking is. Sure. You do that thing where you just kind of like... You buy a pack, you have one, and then you throw the pack away. But in Canada, a pack of cigarettes is like 26 Canadian dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They're trying to get people not to smoke. So I would buy a pack of cigarettes, smoke one, throw it away... Go buy another pack. Now I'm now I'm forty eight dollars into yeah. So I went. I I now I, you're losing money on I'm the movie losing a shooting. fortune on the. So I I went and got hypnotized and it took an hour and forty five minutes. I went under. A, you just put headphones on. It's basically like doing this show and listening to Bean, except you come out of it and your brain has changed. Wait, forever. what were your thoughts going into it? Because I don't well I trust that at all. I didn't trust well, it at all. Okay. I stood outside right. and I was like. I also did that thing right before I'm like, in case this works, I'm going to have like 10 cigarettes right before I go in. <laughs> so I was just like... <laughs> so you just did it out of desperation because you were just so ticked at yourself. I was really mad at myself. I was yeah. so ang- mad at myself. So I went in and, and honestly, I just laid down, put on headphones. She started talking to me. I don't really remember what she said, but none of it was like particularly weird. It was mm-hmm. like you're walking through the woods or something like that. I could probably do it to everybody right now if you're driving your car. I don't you're think that's correct. Probably, 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 <laughs> probably, 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 probably a bad idea. Driving, you're driving, you're Not while they're driving, I don't think. The traffic's bad enough. Are you hypnotizing them to keep driving? Dumbest hypnotist ever. But I mean, what I would love to know is what could they not hypnotize? It seems like if you could do that, what can't they hypnotize? Did it work? Immediately. 100%. 100%. I what? walked out and I never thought about smoking again. What? That and is ever. shocking. Wow. It worked Okay, but 100%. Tom, if yeah. that... Look, I'm not doubting any know, what could they aspect of your story. Why is that person not the richest, most well-known hypnotist in America? I don't know. Well, for one, she's in Vancouver. Okay, good point. <laughs> good point. She's Canadian. Okay. She's Canadian. So all her money but, is Canadian money. Doesn't right. it? I mean, if she, she could do that, she'd if, be the most famous in America as well. Yes. Right. yes I feel like she could charge people $10,000 to do that if let's it really worked. Tell, let's not tell her this. How much did you pay? Uh, I think it was something like, here's the other thing. It costs a little bit. Oh, it does. And I think it costs a little bit so that you don't, like, blow it off. Yeah, because if it was good. five bucks, I would think it was, it was a scam. Bucks, I'm like, not, ah, right. thank, thank you. Right. And you tear it up like a, like a flyer. But you rent you. castles. You've got nothing I'm to do. I'm renting <laughs> some of the most reasonably priced castles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, the, the water was cold. The hot water would run out in two seconds. Oh, oh yeah. God. It must have been awful to live in that castle. It was awful to live in that <laughs> castle <laughs> on the west coast Were of you Ireland. shocked an hour later, six mm-hmm. hours later, 24 hours later, that you had no urge to smoke? It's really weird. I'll be honest, it's still weird today. Wow. Yeah. It's it's just That's one of these shocking. Things. I know. Her name because is, uh, you didn't believe in it. I didn't believe it Even at all. when you... Her name is... She's in Vancouver. Her name is... I'll tell you right now. Her name is Carrie Blaney. If you ever need to quit something, it was the best. Carrie I Blaney. would like to start smoking. Could she hypnotize oh, that, me by the way, do that? Bean, I could do that in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I bopped down to the French Quarter. You and me. <laughs> That's where Bean has never been. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is an, ama- <laughs> That's an amazing story. All right. May I ask you one more completely unrelated thing? Because I, I save wait. up. In between your like visits, a, I save like up things that I want to ask you about. If I'm correct? Okay. I'm going to have the correct answer. Ready? Nothing. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Action number one. 
Yes. Oh, we wrote... Oh, this is fun. It so, sounds like the most fascinating plot for a movie ever. So we wrote up uh, Ben and I, Ben Garant, who I've written uh, about 12 movies with. Uh, we wrote two movies one year. One was Hell Baby that we shot in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Has been seen by... That movie, as of right now, has been seen by four people. Oh, which but was, <laughs> they loved it. Your boy saw it. Three, uh, I'm your boy. You saw okay, it? Yes. Two people in the room have seen it, which, <laughs> which doubles the amount of people that have seen it. Yeah. And then we wrote another movie called Action Number One, which is about a semi-true story about... Uh, Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman in a comic book. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, briefly stolen from Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage owns a copy. He owns, as as we know, uh, at various points, has owned a lot of things like a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull, <laughs> right? A castle in um, the Isle of Man, sure. and he also owns an Action Comics number one. And he's a super, cr- no pun intended, super crazy Superman fan to the okay. point where he named his it, son Kal El. His son is yeah. Kal El, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how big a fan. So he is. Uh, there was a, a, so it's a semi true story. It's based on a true story of his Action number one got stolen, and this is a comic book that I, I've seen one in at Comic Con in glass. But it's a comic book that's worth, depending on the year and time, somewhere between one and a half to two million dollars. Basically, it's, wow, it's one of the rarest. Crazy. You've toughest. seen the picture. It's like Superman holding up a he's, car. He's got a yeah, car over yeah, his yeah, head. It's, it's like the first time it. he's ever in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a story about the. It's like a Ocean's Eleven heist about uh, some young nerds who want to. Did steal. they? They caught the guy who <laughs> sold. I think they. In, in the real life, it was in returned. Without ever, I think anyone being prosecuted for the crime. Oh, gotcha! Wow, it was I think it was returned somehow. Is it Nick Cage found. aware of your movie? Oh yes, yes. In fact, he was offered the role of Nicolas Cage and passed. <laughs> oh. He passed. Yeah, Not believe which I think is the only movie he's ever passed. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats! Yay! Congrats! That's difficult. But uh, he he gave his blessing, but didn't felt like it was a little on the nose for him to play him. I yeah. feel like he I feel like he would be so good. <laughs> He'd be amazing though. as him. <laughs> All right, um, you did your Barnes and Noble thing the other night. Any other appearances for Ronan Boyle? Uh, Yes, um, I'm going to be at bookstores all around the country for the next uh, couple weeks. I, I, I paused bookstore tours just because I, I ripped my meniscus, so I Ow. just started walking again, but I'm going to be at bookstores oh, all the around the country. classic author injury. Right? Yeah, the yeah. classic. <laughs> just <laughs> getting up from your word process, yep. man. It can be dangerous. Meniscus! <laughs> uh, but so I'll be back on tour in a couple weeks uh, at like all kinds of bookstores all around the country. And uh, wearing the kilt? Is that- uh, I'll often be in the kilt. I got a, okay. I got a saffron Irish kilt that it's I'll a be great in, look. so come... <laughs> Come see what's underneath. It's a great look. The book is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. Check it out. It's perfect for the young person in your life. Let's not make it so long next time, Mr. Lennon. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, Allie, take us home. What's happening? I would like to take you home. Uh, You guys know these Peloton bikes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have bought them because you basically get a great workout You can be anywhere in the world on the screen in front of you. You can have a team of riders that you actually become friends with. Yep. It's it's kind of astonishing. And last month they last month they put out a treadmill. First time ever. Um unbelievable Mm -hmm. this company. Well, um they're being sued right now um, oh. by a bunch of music publishers alleging that the maker of the video streaming exercise bikes have used more than a thousand songs from artists like Lady Gaga, Drake, Wentz Stefani, Justin Timberlake, all without permission. The hot girl in the mansion in the commercial is not in any danger of being sued, though, is she? I think no. she's fine. She's being. safe. Okay. Congratulations. So. Yeah. So it's a copyright infringement lawsuit which seeks more than $150 million in damages. It was filed yesterday. Uh, basically, the guy said uh, music is a core part of the Peloton business model, 
and is responsible for much of the brand's swift success. Thousands of exclusive videos and playlists are a reason why thousands of people have purchased Peloton products. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, instead of recognizing the role of songwriters to its company, Peloton has built its business by using their work without their permission or fair compensation for years. Yeah, I have have a similar treadmill. Mm -hmm. I have a Nordic track that does the same exact thing, but all the music is, you know, stuff they pay for. No no songs I can recognize. Yeah. And I figured they don't do that because they have to pay royalties. Oh, it would be... Cost too much. I would think an insane amount of money to have all of these different singers. So, guys, music's supposed to be free, man. Well, I don't know. About $150 million worth of songs. So we will see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of song and songwriting, mm-hmm. you know the song Seven Rings by Ariana Grande? Chart-topping mega hit. Hit the number one spot in the Billboard Great Top song. 100. Let's hear a little bit. Like Mr. Tiffany's and bottles of bubbles. Girls with tattoos who like getting in trouble. Lashes and diamonds, ATM machines. Buy myself all of my favorite things. So when you hear that, you hear her listing her favorite things, just like the song My Favorite Things from The Sound of Music, but hers were raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens. You don't have to tell Kevin. He played Liesl in the stage production. Were you? <laughs> the younger, true, oh, yeah. that is delightful. Yeah. So you might be wondering about the royalties of that song. Well, Ariana Grande and the track's other songwriters are seeing just a tiny fraction of the total payday because the royalties are really going to the famed songwriting duo of Rogers and Hammerstein. Stein? Hammerstein. Sure. Uh, Them. Ask, ask the Jewish guy. I don't know. They're just rich as hell, yeah. man. And they've been dead for decades. Yeah. Right. How much do you think of the royalties are going to them? I mean, I don't know. How, isn't it like 10 to 20 percent or something? Usually you can negotiate somewhere between 10 and 30 percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a sample, essentially, right? Yeah. Well, it's not really I mean, a sample. It's, no, it's essentially I, the same, and just it's different lyrics. The melody, but I'm saying it's this, it's like a sample. It's like an interpletation it or whatever. So 30 mm-hmm. interpolation. Top yeah. end. 30 top end. Yes. All right. Well, the deal for Seven Rings was only worked out a few weeks prior to the song's release. Oh, that's a nightmare because for Because Grande's record label, Republic, presented the completed song to Concord, the publishing firm that owns the uh, catalog of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Stein. And uh, Concord said, yeah, we'll take 90% of those royalties. What? Oh, boy. And the singer's reps, quote, accepted without further negotiation. 90%? 90% of the royalties of Seven Rings not going to Ariana Grande or the track's other songwriters. That's an insane amount of money for two dudes that are dead. In hip-hop, that happens every once in a while, too, when you use a full sample in a rap song. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll ask for 100% and get it. Because wow. it, it means, why? Well, because the hook is such a big deal, and that's the reason it's uh, you know, like those flow Without writer songs. Without that or, hook, that song wouldn't exist. Type and it of turns thing. into sales for them on other songs. Absolutely. And concerts but and wait, stuff. what about you mentioned there? Are how many songwriters on the song? Ten. Uh, there are ten. Okay. What about the other people who now are getting their percentage out of the ten percent that's left after Rodgers and Hammerstein? They have got to be really ticked off by that. Yeah. I can't right? imagine they're thrilled. Yeah, because it's not their fault. No, hmm. they didn't come up with that part. Well, no, no one did really, but yeah. you know what I mean. They didn't ask for that part to be included. Right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, ninety percent, you guys. I remember when that. Uh, the, She's a uh, terrible negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a negotiation. It wasn't just like okay. 
Yeah, you remember we used to play a lot that song by The Verve, right? Bittersweet Symphony. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Remember song. that huge song? Yeah. Fifty um, percent of that, the royalties to that, went to Mick Jagger and Keith Richards because the sample in that song is an orchestral version of a Rolling Stones song, and the Stones took fifty percent of that song. Can the people who own the copyright pretty much demand their price? I mean, yeah, it's a negotiation. they have the right to yeah. say no. They can say no no matter yeah. what. Why? Yeah. That's crazy. You know, in Buster Rhymes, Break Your Neck, you know, when at the mm-hmm. beginning he goes, give it away, give it away. Now mm-hmm. He does it for literally, what, eight seconds, ten seconds? How much did the chili peppers I heard they get? got like 25% of the song. You're kidding. But it's not even in it again. It just shows up at the way beginning. Just at the very beginning. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> it's all crazy. I thought music was supposed to be free, you guys. This character <laughs> keeps coming back. Who man. is he? I hate him. <laughs> like He's a guy who doesn't understand That's, how musicians I like make a old, living. Old Napster guy. <laughs> yeah, Steve Napster. <laughs> That's who that is. Yeah. Oh, remember Napster? Yeah. Good God. Steve Napster and his friend Thomas Limewire. <laughs> I'll be Thomas uh, Limewire next time. Dude. Excellent. You guys, uh, AV Club did an article. The writer Oliver Whitney, I just need to tell you this because it cracked me up the way that he wrote this article about uh, Movie Pass. And. Everything that MoviePass has done the past year has just been nuts. It hasn't been crazy successful. Well, they killed the company. They killed the company. Then they try and change something. Then they change something. It was just nuts. But the title of the article is MoviePass, Desperate to Get Back Together, is bringing back the unlimited plan. Mm -hmm. And the way that Oliver Whitney writes this is all basically... Movie passes your ex-boyfriend. He's doing everything now to try and get back in your good graces. Do you trust him? Because he kept screwing you type of thing. Short leash. It's well written. But here's the thing. The ticketing subscription service is bringing back the unlimited monthly plan. And according to the CEO, it will be unfettered just like Movie Pass was before. But Do you believe it? No. But soon, you can once again get that sweet, sweet deal of a movie a day at two different pricing options. Either pay a one-time annual fee of $119.40, which breaks down to $9.95 a month, the original plan's price, or $14.95 month to month. But those price points, just a limited offer. The other but... Um, Apparently, there's no limited limit on how many 2D movies you can see. This is... I'm already confused. What? It, this so is all great. It sounds good, distinction right? Distinction between 3D, then. Uh, where things could get tricky and your ex-boyfriend movie pass could be screwing you mm. is, according to Business Insider, the new unlimited plan could place restrictions on your title choices based on their location, day of movie, time yeah. of movie, title, and the in- individual user's historical usage. Everything, then. Everything. Yeah. It's, Cut the ex-boyfriend loose. Good it's, yeah. lord, it's movie all the pass. movies you want to see, except some that you want to see. Except most that you want to see in your city at the time you want to see it. Yeah. What wow. Are doing? It's uh, just, what about the butt? What? Well, the, I gave you two butts, <laughs> sir. I gave you two butts. Can I give you while we're talking about movies? Can I give you a quick review? Of yes, us? please. I saw Jordan Peele's Us last night. Oh, and it is it's great. Great. Oh, that's so. Good. You are all going to love it. It is terrifying and funny and smart and it's weird and it, he I is an so auteur good. and he's the man. Is it better, worse, or the same as the quality of Get Out? I think it's uh, on par with Get Out. Wow. I do. That's fantastic. When does that come out? Uh, I think this week, right? This weekend, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm in. I could not recommend it more. Very fun. 
Love it. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Music, right? Honestly, some of the best music ever used in a horror movie. I mean, just the trailer alone. I was like, all right, Jordan Peele. Also, I'm in. I saw it in a normal theater, mm-hmm. like not, you know, nothing Dolby or anything crazy right. like that. The sound editing is some of the best I've ever. There were things that I thought were in the theater. I was like, is someone in the theater You're screaming? Looking around? Yeah. <gasps> it's really good oh mixing gosh. and it's really oh. cool. Yeah. I don't know if I've been more excited for a movie than us. And also, God bless Tim Heidecker. Who you really? don't expect much from because, you know, he's like Tim he's and Eric. Tim Hyde. Yeah. He is great in this. Really? Yeah. You're going to love it. Oh, my God. Can't I can't wait. wait. Cannot wait. Remember when I told you about CBS's uh, new Frankenstein-inspired cop drama? Nope. Frankenstein. <laughs> and we were like, what is happening? Well, it now has its lead. And it's Ryan Phillippe. So that oh. kind of changes my oh. thought on this. We but, like him. Yeah, it has also changed uh, the title. The no- new title is called Alive. Here is what the series is about. It's going to center on Philippi's character. He's a San Francisco police investigator who was presumed dead after an attack um, and a fire at his home, but shockingly shows up six months later alive. CBS Previously, cares. he was a spirited, yeah. lively dude, mm-hmm. now haunted by visions of a case he was working on when he, quote, died. So essentially, Dr. Frankenstein brought him back is what I think we're looking at. Okay. I mean, it's Ryan Phillippe, though, so we're in. I'm in. Okay. Cool. CBS presents this program in color. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be in color. Right? Yeah, no, this will not be in color, which was the next part of the story. I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of CBS tape, by the way. I bet you do. I mean, I don't, how long has it been since we needed this one? Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's oh, motorcade. I mean, oh, I have it standing by in case about, we ever need Bean, it. How Bean, about never? Bean, were you guys on the air live when that happened? Yep, we were. <laughs> yeah, we'd only been here about 11 years then, but it was still a very emotional day for us. <laughs> what else you got? I got a lot of stuff. I want to hear some old CBS stuff. CBS corporate bull. <laughs> yeah, well, CBS don't us anymore, right? CBS used to own us. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm into the Ryan uh, Philippi. I will definitely check it out. I think that's an intriguing idea for a story. We were just talking off the air about the CBS All Access and the fact that they keep doing things that make us go, "Oh God, no, I need it." I'm gonna like, buy it. You want it just for Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone yeah. and then we find out that Chris O'Dowd is going to be in one of the episodes of Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why would you not buy it? People love the Star Trek that's on there. Yes. I mean, I feel like it's... it's also access to every CBS series ever, as I understand it correctly. Like, if you wanted to go... If you wanted to have all, you know, 14 seasons of Bones or whatever, if Bones was on CBS. I'm saying that's the type of thing. Like a CSI. (laughs) CSI, great. Like all the CSI episodes, for instance, you would have that access. I'll finally get to see all of the young Sheldons five or six times each, which is what I'm most excited about. Bean went bones, bones, and it's on a different network. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, whatever kind of show is on CBS. I appreciated it. CBS may have been a better choice. Or CSI. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. Right. You're right. You want to talk about it? Uh, that's good for New York. <laughs> it was chaos. Which, that was inside chaos. Bean's brain. Yeah. That was disturbing. We had to hear that. Let's talk about some birthdays, you guys. Holly Hunter, Ruby Rose, Spike Lee, and that's what's happened. 
5 p.m. commercial free hour. You've got it. Uh, thanks to the random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Jensen has Get Up on This, mm-hmm. where he introduces us to something new. Uh, the Ace Man, Adam Carolla, joins us in studio. Are we falling, yeah. falling for this again? <laughs> I don't know. Can we trust him? I don't know. Is he coming? Last week, he broke our heart. Or the last week, two weeks ago. Near the rain and can't drive. And then mur- mur- <laughs> he did mur- straight up use rain in yes. this year. Yeah, a guy that is from Southern California <laughs> he, that has known what it's like when it rains in California. He's like, come on, guys. Be alpha. Be real masculine. You got to get out there and you got to take women. And then he's like, I can't drive. It's raining. He probably poked <laughs> his head out the front door and went, nope. Nope. Went back to bed. I, and, said, I said that day, I said, poor Adam Carolla would have been here and ready to go. Oh, sure. Right. Adam Carolla's like, I don't need Kevin and Bean. Sure. Right, he checked on his helicopter. They couldn't fly, so that <laughs> yep. was it. Plus, Dr. Drew on Thursdays, and we've got your tickets to see Black Keys at the Forum and a chance to win a trip to see them at Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.